Hey Mavens, welcome back to the Beauty Mavens podcast. We just wanted to give a huge thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast by listening or sharing with your friends or leaving us reviews. It means so much to us and it makes it possible for us to keep producing this every single week. So keep sharing with your friends and sharing on Instagram. We love it. Also, we just wanted to remind you about our Beauty Maven Summit that is coming up. The Beauty Maven Summit is a full-day workshop in downtown Salt Lake to help beauty professionals take the next step in their beauty business. Whether you just graduated school and need to build your clientele, maybe you're jumping into network marketing, selling makeup, or you're an established salon owner ready to expand, this workshop is for you. Day one, Friday, July 19th, we're going to be doing our branding boot camp. This day, we're going to recap the first Beauty Maven Summit where we helped you brand your beauty business like a maven. So this is for past attendees who want more direction or new attendees to help in the branding process. In this course, you will learn how to find your why, establish your core values, define your client avatar, decide your brand colors, your voice, your do's and don'ts, and so much more. Day two, we're going to cover knowing your numbers like a maven. So you're going to figure out all of your numbers. In this course, you will learn what your bottom line is, how to correctly price yourself and when to raise it, how to keep track of your expenses, hourly pay versus commission versus booth rent, and which is best for you and your business, and get all your number questions answered. You can bundle them both together and save some money, and it's $7.50 for the two-day bundle. All of the information on our upcoming summit is on our website at beautymavenscollective.com. And we hope to see you there. <laughs> now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today we're going to be talking about organizing the financials in your beauty business. So, it's a little teaser to what we're going to be talking about at the Beauty Maven Summit, but if you want more about everything we're talking about today, come to the summit. It's going to be so, so good, so, so beneficial. And so in-depth. So in-depth, and you're going to bring in your numbers, and we're going to figure them out exactly for you, but today we're just going to talk about the basics of organizing those financials for you. And you have to promise not to get overwhelmed with this episode because there's a lot that we're covering and we're kind of, like she said, we're giving you the basics. So if you're driving, I would maybe listen to this later when you can take notes. Yeah, it's got good stuff and it's really important stuff so that you can know the health of your business. Um, as most of you know, Kristen has been taking the Goldman Sachs <laughs> 10,000 slumpus. Wait, you explain it. <laughs> The Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. So I've been learning a lot. I'm basically doing like a 16-week business school program um, through Goldman Sachs. So this is some of the stuff I've been learning in there, and we're excited to share it with you. Okay, so the first thing you need to do, if you have not already, is open a separate bank account. Open a bank account that is just for your business. Especially if you are a solopreneur, because I know how easy it is to just let this slide and to just use Venmo and take cash and just kind of let the money come in and go out and 
clash with your personal business, your personal and mix with your personal finances. But as you grow, well, first of all, it's illegal, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if the IRS ever catches you or audits you, you'll be really screwed because there's no way for them to know what was yours and what was used for personal or for the business. So do yourself a favor now and just get things organized. So that is the first step, opening a bank account for your business. And you can go literally anywhere. And it's really easy. You have to already have your... EIN number. EIN number, which is your tax number and a business name, right? Do yeah, that's pretty much it. And then like your ID and social security. Yeah. So it's really basic stuff you should already have. So make sure you do that. And then once you have that open, make sure you are being honest about things that are coming in. Again, with cash, I feel like cash is the easiest way to just like report things on your booking account that go straight into your business account, but then like keeping the cash for yourself. But first of all, it's going to ruin your reports and you're not going to know how much your business is actually making. And then also again, (laughs) it's illegal. So just make sure you're running everything. So we use a booking system that tracks all our stuff. And if we're checking someone out, whether they're paying cash or check or whatever, we are still running it through our system. Does Square take a percentage out when you do that? It just tracks it. Good to know. I don't even know. When you're using a merchant processor like Square or, I don't know, Clover or whatever else you guys are using in your business, it's just charging you for the credit card transaction fees. If you're running cash through it, they're not going to charge you for that. But it will make all of your reports. Your reports will be accurate. Yes. Which, (laughs) ours last year was hard. Getting, Getting to the point where our financials were organized took so much work because we had a backtrack because we at the end of last year we wanted to have accurate numbers so that we could do what's it called so we could project forecast so that we could forecast our finances for this 2019 year and I think it was probably November that we started wanting to organize everything so we literally had to go back through and figure out all of our numbers and it was just it was so messy. So if you can start now, it'll be so much easier. And having all your cash checks, even if you're doing Venmo, which we'll talk about that in a second, having all of that show up on your reports is going to make it so much easier so you don't have to backtrack and figure out where this money came from or what money was coming in and so that you can know how much you're making on a certain service. or And to be able to set goals to forecast what you're going to make next year. It's going to make it a lot easier when you know exactly how much you made last year. So much easier. Okay. So that's opening a bank account. And then the next thing would be, we just briefly touched on this, but getting a POS system that's going to track your sales. So this is where you'll run everything through. You'll check out every single client, whether they're paying cash, Venmo, card, check, however they're gift paying. Gift cards. Gift cards. It's all going to be ran through your POS system. We personally love Square and have used it. It's just what we started with, and it's been really, it's super streamlined and super easy. So if you don't have one, you can look into that one. I know there's a lot of other ones out there. Just as long as it's tracking things, then you'll be good with that. And with Square, they email us every night a report of our sales for that day with like comparing it for like the last two Fridays or whatever day of the week it is. So it's really easy to know. If you are growing. And they'll show you like who the top employee was and how much your average ticket sale was that day. 
it's really, really detailed reports that are just emailed straight to your... But that are also simple to read. So it's like, it's really nice. Yeah. And you just literally get the email at the end of the night and you're like, oh, cool. We did this much. Like so-and-so did this much. And if you have a team, it makes it really nice to be like, oh my gosh, you sold this much. Like that's amazing. Whereas if you, if for us, like if I wasn't getting those emails, I wouldn't think to check that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be go by the wayside real fast. (laughs) Okay. Number three would be to stop using Venmo. I know it's so easy to use. Everybody has it and everyone forgets their credit card or whatever and they have their Venmo, but it makes it really hard on you to, because it's hard to track. It's hard to, if you're using QuickBooks or something like that, you have to input every single piece of it manually, which is a big pain in the butt and uh, it just takes a lot of time. It's not worth it. And technically, if you're using Venmo, while it is a free system, if you are a business, you should be paying fees. And if Venmo catches you, they will backcharge you. Yeah, and Venmo isn't... Yeah, because it's not... It's made for... What's the word? Like, person to person. It's not made for business to person. So that's why, obviously, they don't charge the fees. But they also don't protect you. So if, if your client, if say, was to send you money on Venmo. It, even though it looks like it's immediate, it's really not immediate. And if they were to cancel that and you were to like contact Venmo, they're not going to care. They're not going to, they don't protect you at all. And this is all in your agreement when you Check sign up for box. Venmo. <laughs> okay. And then the next thing would be get a QuickBooks or something similar and link all of your accounts to that. And this is where we realized we needed to stop using Venmo is once we got QuickBooks because like our bank statements go automatically on it every time we swipe our card and everything is really for the most part pretty clear on like what we spent the money on or what the money came from except for Venmo. Venmo just shows Venmo and then you have to literally go through every single Venmo and figure out what it was for and who paid you what and it gets really annoying doing that every single night and you're probably not going to do it every single night so then you have to go back Months. Once a month, and there's yeah. just tons of transactions, so not worth it. Also, I really like QuickBooks because, let's see, the version we have is QuickBooks Online, so our accountant has his own login, so he can get on and check our QuickBooks anytime he wants to fix anything or run reports or whatever we need him to do. And, um, the other, oh, it's really, it. how do you say it? Oh, it integrates really well with Square, so... I don't know what other systems it works really well with, but for Square specifically, it pulls up all of our things from Square, everything we've ever ran through there, and like who it was to and all that. So it just integrates really well. So it makes tracking everything really, really easy. Yeah. And like the first, before we started getting on QuickBooks and like getting our business organized, we really like relied heavily on our accountant and we were like, Hey, can you send us a profit and loss statement every month? And he would send it to us. And like, we didn't really know where it was coming from. And then once he started showing us how to use QuickBooks, like I can literally any time of the day, go to QuickBooks and pull up a profit and loss statement, or I can pull up any of these financial documents that I need. So it's really easy for the user. And then it's also like, in depth enough for an accountant to use and it all just flows really nice so and it's not that expensive oh i wish i knew how much it was actually before i said that <laughs> it's but worth I, it however much it is i think it's just like i don't know i think we play play i think we pay monthly and it's literally like 
21 bucks a month. Like, yeah. it's not bad at all. It's so worth it. So, so worth it. And then I think if you pay for the year, it's even cheaper. So, there's that. Yeah. So, okay. So, once you have these things in place, you have a bank account open, you have a PCOS. <laughs> POS. <laughs> you don't have to have PCOS <laughs> to run a business. In fact, I don't recommend it. <laughs> okay. You have a POS system that is tracking all of your cells. You have a QuickBooks or something similar that is linked to all of these accounts and you have stopped using Venmo, then you're ready to start a savings account. So for savings accounts, I mean, obviously you want to save money aside so you're not spending it, but here's a couple of little tips and tricks. So try saving 10% of your sales every day. Doesn't have to be 10%, but just like... Like any percentage is going to work for you. Something that, yeah, you can still run your business, you can still get paid, you can still... Do your payroll. Like, you're still able to have money in your bank, but you also know that you can consistently save that much. I would I would say 10%. You should probably be okay. If yeah. you are organized with these tips that we're giving you. So, saving 10% of your sales every day or even, like, picking a specific service or product. So, every time I do a lash tint, that whole service price is going to my savings account. Something like that. So, you're... It's like making it a habit, and you're always just putting that money straight into your savings account, but you don't really have to think about it. Yeah. I feel like lash tints or something similar, brow tints, would be a really good one because the product cost is so low on those, and it takes you five seconds. Like, it's just such a easy little money. Like, whereas with lash extensions, you're paying for the lashes, you're paying for the adhesive. Like, it's a little bit more of an expensive service for you to provide than a tint. Than a tint. For, I actually teach this in my lash lifting classes, but the tint that we sell is Belmasil. It retails for $18.95, I think. And out of that one little tube, you can get 168 applications. We charge 25 bucks a tint, so I can profit $4,200 off that one little tube of tint. So if all of that was going into my savings, but just like 25 bucks at a time... Yeah, you would not notice that money going never. away. And all of a sudden, you would have... $4,000 in your savings account. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. We should do that. I know, we should. <laughs> we do a lot of tips. So far, we've been doing it with all of our summit sales. So everything that we profited from our first summit and then our online course, when we put that summit for sale online, like anything we've made and then for our upcoming summit, we've been putting into savings. And it's just really comforting to know that you got some money in there in case you want to buy a new machine or... You want to hire a new employee, or if there's anything that you're wanting to do, like... Or we want to buy a new laptop, and those suckers ain't cheap. I know. <laughs> so good thing we've been saving. Or we're both going on maternity leave at the same time, so we're going to need some savings to be able to fund that. <laughs> okay, so however that looks for you, just something that can be you can be consistent and where you can be pulling money weekly or daily and just putting a little bit aside into your savings account while we're talking about accounts this is not on our notes but i would also open a third savings account for your taxes oh yeah or <laughs> your sales tax because this actually happened to us last year we were getting reports from square like about what our taxes were and we assumed that they were being taken out this is sales tax is what i'm specifically referring to we assumed that Square was paying for those and then... Because it would show, like, you made this much and then this much was ta yeah. sales tax. And so we're like, okay. I just thought it was taking out every day. 
It's not very much. It's like... Yeah, well, guess what? It's not taking it out. <laughs> so at the end of the year, come tax season, our accountant was like, okay, and you owe a couple grand in taxes. And we were like, oh, crap. And sales tax. Just sales tax. <laughs> so that was... It was not fun to just fork over a couple grand at the end of the year. So now I know that those reports that Square is sending me is like, hey, get ready. You're going to have to pay this. So when every time I get those, I just slide that sales tax into a separate account and then we don't have to worry about it. So you can choose to either, I mean, if your system reports it to you like that, then do it that frequently or like at the end of every week, the end of every month, whatever that looks like for you. Just pulling out those sales tax because guess what? You have to pay them no matter what, whether you have the money or not. So putting it in the <laughs> savings account right away. Then you don't even have to think about it. And at the end of the year, you're like, there it is. Take it. Yeah. It wasn't even in my account. I don't even miss it. Right. And sales tax, just in case anyone's, do you think people would be confused? And the sales tax is just on product sales. So your services, you, sh- you don't need to charge tax on. Right, right, right. I, I don't know if it's different for state. But at least in Utah, you don't have to charge taxes on services, but on our product sales, which we hustle (laughs) retail at our studio. So it was like quite a lot of money to fork over. Okay. The next tip that we have is to get spreadsheets. And we just, you can use spreadsheets or we love Google Sheets because It's so simple, and I love that I can pull it up from any computer. Can you do that with spreadsheets? I don't think you can. You have to, like, email the document. We, like, use Google for everything. It's the best. (laughs) Our employees can access it on their phones. We can get it on our phones. We can get it literally anywhere. It's You just, yeah, I love it. So we use um, Google Sheets, but we recommend getting spreadsheets to track retail sales and employee commissions. So... For example, things that we track for retail sales, we track which product is sold, who sold the product, how much money the product was, and who the client was. And this is helpful so that you can follow up and ask them how they like their face wash or whatever you sold them. When you have it all in sheets, you can just highlight your little column. Is it a column? Yeah, not the row. I'm like <laughs> rows sideways. You can highlight your column and it shows you how much total that that employee has sold and it just makes things really easy yeah so then you can also if you want to see what product they're like a certain employee is selling the most of or however you're tracking it you can highlight that column (laughs) and then hit the little chart button in the top and it'll give you a chart of your whatever service or product that they're selling the most of yeah so that's really cool it's amazing okay and then For our commissions, the things we track is, so this is for our employees who are doing services. We track the date that the service was done, the client, if they were rebooked or not, which service was done, the service price, the tip amount, the commission. So so we track all that. And then once we run payroll, we track how much commission our employee received and then how much the studio profited off which is basically the remaining balance. And at the summit, we'll show you exactly how to set it up with the formulas to put the commissions in. It's literally, we didn't know about this until recently. I mean, we've been tracking it, but we've been adding it all up manually on our calculator. We weren't using all of the sheets functions and oh my gosh, it's so much easier. It's glorious. (laughs) It just makes it so simple. 
I love that you can see your most popular service, your most sold. No, I love that it just does the math for me. Because I would be, like, adding it up by myself and then have to redo it three times just to make sure I was right. I know, but remember also when we would, like, go through and count how many, like, lash lifts we did in the month? Like, we were, like, counting things up in our books and... Actually, Square does keep track of that for us. Yeah, you can pull reports like that up on Square, which is really nice. Like, we were able to figure out that um, 2018, 45% of our revenue was just from lash lifts. Which is insane. That is so insane. Literally, (laughs) almost half the money we made last year came from lash lifts. If you aren't offering lash lifts, there's a little nugget right there. Start doing them. Anyway, so, yeah. Square, you can pull them up that way too, but once you know the functions on the sheets, it makes life even easier. Yeah. So I'll be tracking things like, specifically we track retail sales and employee commissions. Yep. Right? We don't track any else, do we? No. There's probably more we should be tracking. And now that we like have things, this is like the best thing, the best part about it is like once you have things down and where they're like systemized and they're just running itself now we can be like okay now what else should we be tracking in our business oh because just like we just barely added um whether they rebooked or not onto the sheet because once (laughs) i figured out that you could like do the little chart and see like if they were if they were rebooked or not that was another thing we were count we would literally go through our calendar click on each client like see if they were rebooked i would make my husband do it sometimes (laughs) like go back through the whole quarter it was a nightmare but now you can just highlight it, click chart, and it'll say, like, 50 people rebooked, 10 didn't, or however the numbers are. So easy. So cool. Okay, do you want to talk about payroll? Because you're the one that runs payroll. <laughs> yes. So, obviously, you need to set up payroll if you're not already paying yourself. What the freak are you even doing? This is your job. You need to get paid for it. Number one. If you're a solopreneur... You should still be paying yourself. And remember, you should still have that separate bank account. So you can do it one way, which would be to write yourself a check from your business checking account to your personal checking account. However, that's not going to pull out any taxes. So you're going to have to pay taxes at the end of the year. So what we do... Which would suck. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. (laughs) Because you still have to pay... What's it called? Self-employment tax? Yeah. Yeah. All that crap. So when, when, anyway, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. So what we do is we use a payroll company and we use Square. There's tons of different payroll companies out there though that you can hire or use. Square, I think it's like 50 bucks a month. It might depend on how many employees you're writing. You're paying. It probably does. Probably does. But for us, it's 50 bucks a month. So there's that. It's not that much. Um, But it makes everything so easy because we... We have ourselves on there, all of our employees, and we even have our booth renters who we pay a commission on their retail sales for. And it pulls out all the taxes for me. I don't even have to think about it. All I do is type in their hours or their commission, whatever it is I'm paying them, and then it does the math for me. It calculates their federal taxes, their state taxes, their, what else is on there, Medicare, all that crap. It's all just being calculated for you. And then... And just taken out automatically. Taken out automatically. So you're just getting a paycheck just like if you worked at any other business. And then it does... With Square, it does automatic depositing. So it just goes right into your bank account every other Friday. So nice. So if you don't have employees, like, you should have this set up for yourself. Like, when it was just me and Kristen, 
we would run payroll and we would get checks every two weeks. Yeah, and we didn't have to worry about our taxes because Square took them out for us. Yeah. And that Square does pay ever. <laughs> okay, I can't talk. That Square does take the money out and pay. So that's why I assumed that it was with the sales tax, but it doesn't with the sales tax. So sorry if that confused anybody. Okay, so you do want to be careful with W-2 employees and their commissions. I think this is one of the biggest problems in the industry and whether you're profiting or not, is that every single person is just going off of the commission that every single person is charging. <laughs> um, you're probably not profiting if you are paying an employee 50% commission or more. I'm just going to throw that out there. If your employee is making 50% commission on their services, you are still covering the rent, the lights, the heating, the gas, the water, the... Taxes. <laughs> the taxes, the which taxes... Their employee taxes, you are paying an additional, I can't remember if it was like six, it's anywhere from six to nine percent. We yeah. think it might be seven, <laughs> somewhere in there. But so if you're paying 50% commission, you're also paying an additional, let's say six on the low side, six percent in taxes, you're already paying them 56%. That gives you 44% to pay the rent, the light, the towels, the products, the everything. Right? So, depending on what your bottom line is, it's probably not going to be profitable for your business to be paying 50, 60% commissions, which. And we if you're see, paying 60% commissions, you're actually paying closer. You're to paying. 70% because you're paying. Yeah, your taxes. Chances are you're paying your employees to work for you and you're not making anything off of it. You're literally just paying them money to be there. So, really, you have to know your bottom line. You might be profiting, depending on, I mean, if your rent is dirt cheap mm -hmm. and you're using dirt cheap products, maybe. Maybe you're profiting. But you have to know your bottom line to even know if that is feasible for you to pay 50% to somebody. Because remember, you got taxes on top of that and everything else that goes with it. So, if you need to know your bottom line, come to the summit. Because <laughs> we're going to help you figure yours out so you can know if what you're doing is actually working for you or if you're just paying money out the wall zoo for no reason. Because that happens a lot. So your homework is to go home and reevaluate, if you have employees, your commission scale because... Because you want to be making money. Yes. And if this is confusing or you're not sure about any of this, one more plug, one more shameless plug. Come to the summit because we are we've been working on the workbook and it has literally all of this information so in depth. It's going to be a more intimate group at the summit and we're going to literally take you by the hand. We're going to be able to look at your numbers together and do the math right then and there. You're going to leave the summit knowing what your bottom line is, knowing what commission you can actually afford. Yeah, it's going to change your business for real. Yeah. Okay, next Tip, get a rewards credit card, but pay it off weekly. Credit cards not. can be a freaking... A biatch. Yeah, credit cards can literally be the death of a business. So make sure you're paying it off because it's so easy just to keep swiping, keep swiping, keep swiping. Paying it off weekly is something I have found to be a lot... Like, just keep it under control and be able to manage your debts. Anyways, get a rewards credit card because the rewards... For spending money, it's just free rewards. <laughs> we love it. So we love the Amazon one because we are always literally constantly ordering things off of Amazon. And with their credit card, you get 5% cash back 
on any purchases on Amazon, which is really amazing. Most, I don't know another card that's 5%. Like, that's huge. And then... On Especially the, with, like, Amazon has everything. Oh, yeah. We get all of our... <laughs> Our paper towels there, our sheets, our beds, like, literally everything is from there. So, getting 5% back on things we have to buy for the salon anyway. It's so nice. And then, I don't really know the other perks. I mean, I do know that you get, it's either, I think it's, like, 2% on all other purchases and, like, 3% on restaurants or something like that. But still. So, on anything else you're spending outside of Amazon, you're still getting cashback rewards. To use on Amazon, which you're going to be using anyway. Yes. And then another one we have that we love is the Delta American Express. Um, Because especially if you're flying to different trainings or conferences, which I'm sure you are, we love Delta. So we always just take a Delta flight. We use our Delta cards and we get miles back. Yeah. Then you can use those miles to take either an incentive trip with your team or to go to another training in a different country. Yeah. Delta has a hub in Salt Lake, so... It's, like, our personal preference. But wherever you're at, like, I, whatever airline, but whatever airline is your favorite, I'm sure they all have cards that have really good benefits. But take advantage of those as a business. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you all have reward cards, personal reward cards, so use them in your business as well. Separate ones yes. for your business. Yes. Okay. Our next thing is to hire a certified public accountant, a CPA. Honestly, this would be, if I could give you any advice, it would be the first person you should hire is an accountant because it'll just make your life so much easier. They can help you check for errors. So ours, like I said, we have our QuickBooks where we can go in and all of our stuff is on there and we can go organize it ourselves. but then we have him check for errors and we meet with him and we go over things and we discuss. He can help us like file things properly. Or he gives us like tips on what we can use for tax write-offs. Yeah, that's the best. And what we can afford at this point. And like we're, he's always adding them on because when you're starting out, you probably can't afford a lot. Be paying for, you know, everything as a tax write-off, but the more money you're making, then your accountant can, uh, what's, what word am I looking for? Recommend. Mm-hmm. But, and their professional opinion is so helpful if you need financial advice on making big decisions in your business. And then and then when you're... Okay, what? It's super important that you're interviewing different accountants before you hire just one, though, because let's be honest, not every accountant is probably the best. No. Not everyone is honest or doing things correctly. So make sure you are interviewing several different ones I would recommend getting a referral from somebody that really trusts their accountant interview them before just taking them on um so you have somebody that you really 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 trust because I mean if they do something incorrect with your business you're screwed so yeah it's not worth it just get someone you really really trust really interview a bunch of different accounts before you choose and let you let them know when you're interviewing them what you expect of them like I want this report this report and this report Every week, or I want it every month, or I want to meet with you for an hour every other week. Like, whatever it is that you feel like you need in your business, make sure that you tell them that and that they're upholding those expectations. Because you are hiring them. You're paying them. So they should be doing what you want them to do. And then as you grow, continue to interview new ones to help you get new perspective and to potentially save you money. So you don't want to stick 
with the same accountant for 10 years because, you know, um, they're family friends. Yeah, because things change and it's good to get a fresh set of eyes on your numbers and on your business. So next is some financial reports that we recommend you check at least quarterly, if not monthly, for sure yearly, (laughs) at least quarterly, if not monthly. So the first one, this one, I think you should be checking monthly is profit and loss statement or an income sheet. And this shows your company's revenues and expenses during and revenues and expenses during a specific period of time. So usually like within the quarter, it will show you literally every ounce of money that came into your business and every ounce of money that went out. And then you can see if you're profiting and how much, so you might be up $5,000 for that month. The next month, you might be down $3,000. Like, it's it's cool to see those patterns on what's happening. And some, like I said, some months you might be down, some months you might be up. But that's why I recommend looking at it from a quarter. So that you can say, okay, but for the quarter, we're up this much. Or for the year, we're up this much. Because if one month, you might have to make a huge investment that's not going to happen every other month. Right. Or one year, you might make a huge investment. You might open a new studio. And so, yeah, it's just good to know tracking those patterns and just seeing. But it's, like, really helpful to know, like, oh, my gosh, we're making money (laughs) or we're not. But don't get too caught up on those numbers monthly because it it does – I feel like it's more long-term. Yeah. The longer you're in business, the easier it is to compare and contrast from years previous or months previous – yeah. Some months will be up, some months will be down. But as long as you are aware of where the money is going and you're okay with what you spent it on, mm-hmm. then you'll be fine. And this is where, like, when you know, like, on our sheets, it's very detailed and it shows, like, how much was spent on marketing, how much was spent on... The podcast. The podcast. How much was spent on ads or traveling or continued education. And so... When, when everything starts getting in order like that, this is where like our quick, this is what QuickBooks does for us is we have to go in and organize and put everything into these categories. So now that everything's organized, when we pull up our profit and loss, it's a lot more accurate to look and say, okay, we're spending this much money here, this much money here. We could probably cut back here. It's just really, really an important document. So I would check that monthly. Next one is... Your cash flow statement. Okay, the next one is your cash flow statement. So this summarizes the amount of cash and cash equivalents entering and leaving a company. So it just just to keep track of all the money. Yes. Money, money, money. Next one will be a balance sheet. So this reports assets, liabilities, and equities. And so, again, this details the balance of income and expenditure in your business. So, just another way to look at it. Um, And then your revenue forecast. So, this is a document that shows you, based on your previous year's revenue or this year's sales, like year to date, how much you can expect to make throughout the year, um, your expected cash flow, and how much growth your business may experience in the coming years. We actually have a five-year forecast for our business, and we put in some things that we're expecting to do over the next five years and that we can know what we're expecting. I mean, a forecast is a guess. It's right. how much money yeah. you think you're going to make. 
But by adding in whatever your growth opportunities is, like, are you going to open a new salon? How much is that going to profit? This is how much you'll be able to make over the next five years. How much is that going to cost? Yeah. What are you going to have to put into it? It's it's a very detailed report. So that you're going to have to, I would talk to your accountant to help you develop one of those. But that puts things in perspective over the next five years, how your business is going to go. This, yeah, this is just so important. All of these documents are just really going to help you know like, if you can hire an, a full-time employee, if you can open another business, if you can bring on a product line, like... Can you afford to pay yourself more? Yeah. It's just, a, like, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know what's going on, then, like, you don't know what you don't know. But, like, once you start to know, I feel like there's so much power in knowing what you're doing and just being able to grow from there. <laughs> and make educated decisions on what you're going to do with that money. To help you grow even more. Yes. So hopefully this was helpful. I know we talked about a lot of number things today. But if you come to the Beauty Maven Summit, we're going to dive real deep into this. Yeah. With your specific numbers right in front of you. So it'll be really easy to figure it out. It's going to be good. So I hope you don't feel overwhelmed. If you do, just go back and listen to like sections of this at a time and take some notes. You can do it. Like, we started focusing on this last November. I think that was when we hired our accountant and started, like, getting serious. Obviously, we always had our bank account, and we always had the basics. But, like, really starting to understand these financial reports and... Being able to project things for the future. Yeah, yeah. And what was I going to say? Oh, so we started focusing on this in November, and it is May, and I feel like we have... Obviously, it's not perfect, but I feel like we're in a really good spot where we, like, really know what we've done and we really know what our potential is and what we can do. So, the point of that is that it can be done. It doesn't take that long. So, like, within, you know, I feel like six-ish months, like, you can be able to get all of this in order and be able to know, like, what's happening in your business. And once it's in order, it's really easy to keep in order. Oh, yeah. It's getting so in there. Easier. It's hard. If you are just opening a salon, if you start off right off the bat, you'll be golden. Oh my gosh, you'll be But golden. having to organize books <laughs> afterwards, that's where it kind of gets a little tricky. So. so start now, start getting things organized, and then go back through your last five months of the year, get all of 2019 organized so that once 2020 comes, like things are just, systems are flowing and things are just going good. Systems are flowing. <laughs> okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and what Let do you just not- say at the end? <laughs> I'm like, you say interviewing people. <laughs> well, let us know what you think. If this was helpful for you, share it on your stories, tag us in your posts. We want to know what you think. Comment on our posts, and then I guess you're going to have to find us on Instagram, which is Beauty Maven's Collective. And join the Facebook group. We can chat about it in there if you have any questions about your numbers or anything we talked about today. Facebook.com forward slash Beauty Events Podcast. We can chat in there. And we'll see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. Beauty Mavens.